Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is good. In the world, you have trouble, but be of good cheer. He's already overcome it for you. Let him take the lead. If you let him take the lead, you will never be defeated. Never. Do you know that there is a promise in the Bible? And it's, it's, it tells us very plainly, he always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. Always. God didn't create you to be beat up by the devil. He created you to beat up the devil. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Give somebody a high five and I'll let you be seated. Some of you are looking at me like, well, Pastor Ronnie, he's gotten wild this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. At this time, we'll dismiss the 180. That's our youth ministry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, 180. I appreciate you. You don't know how much I appreciate you. Y'all keep me young. I'm glad I don't think like an old man. If I get up here and dance around a little bit, I was doing it at home. I have a witness. I was doing it at home. Glory to God, before we ever got here. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to take just a little bit of time because we're going to have water baptism here in a little while. And we're, you don't know how excited I am. I am excited. In fact, I talked to Pastor Bob Nichols this week. He called me. And he had, he had preached for us earlier. Brother Bob's been in ministry for a long time. I don't know how long. And I told him, I know that there is at least seven, maybe eight people gave their heart to Jesus Sunday. And I said, we're going to have water baptism this Sunday. Woo! He, you know, he shouted, over the phone. He is so excited. I'm excited. You need to be excited. Listen, that's what's going to change our society. What changes our society is that we introduce them to Jesus. But, and, and, but we got to help follow, make them, help, you know, I'm not saying make them, but lead them. We can't just, you know, leave them. When a baby gets born, do you leave it on the doorstep? That's what's happened so many times. I'm going to give you an opportunity very shortly in the month of October. I'm going to give you an opportunity whereby you can bring all your friends. In fact, all of us, everybody's going to bring somebody. Oh, my God. I know, Pastor Ronnie, I, I, I want to bring them. I want them to see Jesus, but I'm not sure I want them to see you. Everybody brings somebody. Here's why. Because the only hope is not for us to stay in our little circle. Only hope is, is to get it out there to people that don't know him. Amen? Yes. Glory to God. I'm excited. God's doing great things. I want to share with you today about everything in life is seed time and harvest. There's not one thing. Genesis chapter 8 verse 22 
tells us very plainly right after Noah comes out of the ark, God tells him, he says, as long as the earth remains, as long as the earth remains, and the earth is still here. Notice it didn't say the world, it said the earth. As long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, and they shall not cease, not cease. Now, I just want to throw this out here. It's worth mentioning. Uh, Isaiah tells us in chapter 55 that as the word goes forth out of his mouth, listen very carefully, as the word of God goes forth out of his mouth, it makes the earth bring forth and bud. Makes it happen. The word's already gone forth out of his mouth right here in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22, where he says, the word's already gone out. God's already spoken this law into existence. You live by this law, whether or not you like it, whether or not you acknowledge it, it doesn't matter. You are operating in this law on earth, seed time, harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter is happening to you. Now, notice something here I want to point out to you very quickly. And then we'll move on. It's very interesting that he mentions only two seasons of the year. Only two. Summer and winter. What happens during the ground is the ground hibernates during the winter. In the summer, it produces. But there are two other seasons that are not mentioned here. They're called spring and fall spring and fall during the spring and fall there is a clash between summer and winter I want you there's a clash what we've entered into in South Texas here right now is we've entered into the fall there's a clash how many of you had thunderstorms around your house lately the other night the other night was it Thursday night I think it was we had a thunderstorm came and it seemed like it came out of nowhere. And, you know, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning, Friday morning, something like that. Pastor's on a slip right through. <laughs> and, and our oldest grandson was there at the house, and we told her the next day, how in the world could you sleep? She said, I was dreaming there was a loud thunderstorm. I said, that was no dream. <laughs> that was the clash. Listen carefully. That's the clash of the winter and the summer. Now what's interesting about that? We had thunder and lightning, but what most people don't realize, I never realized it until just, I don't know, maybe 10 or 12 years ago, that when there's lightning, lightning causes the rain to be hydronated, is that how you say it? I don't know how to, uh, nitrate, nitrates are in by the lightning. The lightning strike causes nitrates to go into the water. That's why you can water and water and water, and then you have one thunderstorm comes through, and it seems like all of a sudden everything's green. Okay? Because God put himself in it. Are you following me? He put himself into it. There's a clash that goes on. Now, these are periods of time. I want you to hear this. This is a periods 
of time. Eventually, winter is going to overtake fall. Eventually, summer is going to overtake spring. Sometimes it does a little bit quicker than I want it. But all that process is how things sprout and grow. Now that is in the physical realm. Everything in the physical realm. Now I want you to hear this carefully because we separate them. The physical realm is parallel to the spiritual realm. Whether you recognize it or not, doesn't matter. The only reason why it happens in the physical realm is because it's happening in the spirit realm. Are you listening? You are a three-dimensional being. You live life on three different levels. You're a spirit being created in the image and likeness of God. God formed man out of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, his spirit, and man becomes a living soul. You are a spirit being, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Three dimensions at the same time is going on. Now what's ugly about it is not because the way God created us, is because of disobedience of Adam and Eve in the garden that threw man into a chaotic condition where there's confusion between the spirit. See, you're, you're designed to be spirit-led. I'm talking about your born-again spirit. God fellow, anybody that fellowships God or worships him, Jesus said it, must worship him in spirit and in truth. You don't, you don't worship God with your, with your soul or your body. What you do is you bring them under the subjection to your spirit because it's born again under the influence of the Holy Spirit, and now you bring your mind, your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions into subjection to that. And your body is to carry out the will of God while you're here on earth. Are you following me? And a lot of Christians are condemned because they have not been spirit-led. There are two different kinds of seed. Go with me to the book of James. James chapter 3. And we'll look here at verse 13 and read through uh, 18. Okay? Out of the King James. Who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you. Let him show out of a good conversation. That word conversation doesn't just mean talk. It means lifestyle. Everything he does and says. His works with meekness of wisdom. Now if you're going to walk with the wisdom of God, it's meek. It is not haughty. It's not heady. It's not high-minded. How many of you ever met a fat head? Okay. Then you can tell that they're not walking in the wisdom of God. They're walking in a different kind of wisdom, which we're going to unfold right here. But if you have bitter 
envying and strife in your hearts. Glory not, lie not against the truth. This wisdom that causes you to have strife, bitter envies, and lying and deceitfulness against the truth, which we have leaders in our country that are in elected office that are in this category. Because if you don't operate, listen carefully, if you don't operate in the wisdom that's from God, you're going to operate in this wisdom. There's no, there's no, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. You're going to operate in one of them. Listen to what he says. This wisdom descends not from above, but watch this, is earthly, sensual, and devilish. In other words, they are going to pull seed out of the earthly wisdom. And they're going to plant them. Are you following me? And guess what? We've already covered this in the last number of weeks is in Galatians chapter 6 says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If he sows to the flesh, he's going to reap corruption. If he sows to the Spirit, he'll reap life everlasting. Now listen very carefully. I want to help you with that last part. Life after la everlasting doesn't just mean life after death. Life everlasting means a quality of life that causes quantity. Are you all with me? Okay. It's not, it, it, it's not quantity. You can live to be 150 years old, but if you're walking in earthly, sensual, devilish wisdom, your life's going to be miserable. So we're not talking about quantity. We're talking about quality that causes quantity. Are you all with me? How many of you ever heard this phrase, quality control? Quality control means you're, if, you, if, if you're producing a, 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 an item that you want to mass produce and get out, you have to have quality control. Because, see, if you don't have quality control, then you're just going to reproduce again and again and again and again the same crony item. Turn to your neighbor and say, is he talking about you? No, no, no. Uh, you see, you keep producing quality control. Jesus came so we don't have to reproduce cronyism in our lifestyle. Now we get, listen, how many of you ever got mad at somebody? Through a fit. They're just a scum bucket. And you found out Somebody else pointed out a couple of little things you didn't, that you were doing just like them. How many of you ever griped about somebody else driving? And, and, and yet the person sitting in the, in the passenger seat, because oh! you're, you're over there griping about the person that cut you off, but you just cut somebody else off. Are you following me? You see, Jesus came to deliver us from condemnation. I want to help you with condemnation. The word condemnation is not conviction. These are opposing words. Condemnation is a confining. It's imprisonment. Jesus came to deliver you from condemnation. 
Now, he does have conviction because he's going to train you like a father would a child. That's conviction. There's a big difference. We heard Phyllis talk about how the, the Lord was bring, wanted to bring her up to another level and how he had to correct her about something. See, that's, that's what I want you to get and understand. My mom used to say this. She said, I, uh, Ronnie, I read the Bible, and every time I read the Bible, God talks about me. She put it more specifically, he corrects me. You see, some people go to church, get enough information so they can use it against their neighbor. That's the a, that's a wrong kind of stuff. They're doing it, try to win an argument. You're not going to win an argument that way because that's not what it's designed for. It's sent to set people free. When I get up here and I talk about the... Uh, gay community. I'm not talking about the gay community in the sense of that I am condemning them. I want them to wake up. They don't have to live like that. They've been lied to. You follow me? In fact, it's more it, it, they have to hear the truth. As long as you got society lying to them. You follow me? This is not about condemning them. It's quite the contrary. Jesus came and he told us to repent. That means change your mind. Change the direction you're going. He said to repent. So repentance is my friend. But how many of you have ever had the Holy Ghost tell you something that you needed to repent of? Dear Jesus, I know I got to start from the foundation, I guess. If you, if you, if you, listen, I want to tell you right now as a Christian, if, you've, if the Holy Ghost has never corrected you with the Word of God, then you're not, you're not legitimate. Now, I didn't say that. In fact, the King James puts it a little bit stronger, but I won't say it. You're not legitimate. God is going to correct all of His children. That's, that's conviction. Condemnation says you have to be like that. And people say, well, God loves me the way I am. Are you kidding me? You're being foolish. God doesn't love you the way you am. He loves you despite the way you are. You understand? God's going to love you right where you're at, and he's going to lead you right out of it. Lead on, good shepherd. All right, watch this. I gotta... He said, where there's this kind of wisdom, watch this. There's envying, strife. There's confusion and every evil work. Every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy, good fruits, without partiality. That means without hypocrisy. I mean, and, and without uh, hypocrisy. That means without having any... The partiality, you understand, means without having any prejudice. What does the world talk about all the time? What do they talk about? They're operating in wisdom. The more they talk this crap, the more it's going to bring division. You understand? Because they're operating in a wisdom that's devilish. You wasn't expecting that out of me, but that's okay. The fruit and the fruit of righteousness, watch this. And the fruit of righteousness. 
And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. So we see here, Genesis chapter 1 tells us that God gave, well, let's turn there because I, I want to make sure you hear this. Genesis chapter 1. This is, this is how God set things up. Genesis chapter 1, verse 11. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass. Notice, he's, remember we talked about the earth. Every seed bearing fruit in the earth. Okay, as long as the earth remains. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was so. Now, let me help you to see so we can get on the same page. Every fruit has within it the seed to reproduce itself. Did you hear that? If I, if I go pick a peach, inside that peach, that fruit, is a seed. That seed is designed to reproduce another peach. Okay? That makes sense. Pecans are not only the fruit of a pecan tree, they are the seed of the pecan tree. Does that make sense to you now? Okay. Now, stay with this. Notice what he said. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace. So righteousness is a fruit. How is it sown? It's sown in peace of them that make peace. So there's two kinds of wisdom. There's two kinds. Let me put it this way. There's two bags of seed. One's earthly, sensual, and devilish. And one is from God. Are you here? All right. Maybe we need to sing the song again. <laughs> go, back, go back over here to Galatians. I am really thrilled about those that are getting water baptized. I really am. All right, Galatians chapter number 5. I quoted chapter 6, but in Galatians chapter 5, he said, Brethren, you have been called unto what? What have you been? Chapter 5, verse, I'm sorry, verse uh, 13. What have you been called unto? I want to find out some of you reading the Bible. You've been called unto liberty. You know what that means? That means the freedom to choose. Anything that takes your choice away is the devil designed to condemn you to that choice. Are you following? You've been called unto liberty. Only let not your liberty, only let not your liberty be used for an occasion 
to the flesh. You got fleshly seeds that are of the earth's wisdom, earthly, sensual, and devilish, and you got spiritual seeds that are the uh, seeds of God's wisdom that comes down from above. He says, uh, only use not your liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. Now we'll make a statement right here. I want you to grab this. Because we're going to mention it over here in the book, I mean chapter 6. He said, it, 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 those that are sowing good seed, don't be weary in well-doing. He said, as we've had opportunity or an occasion or an opportunity to sow good seed, let's sow them. Okay? I'll read it specifically in a moment. Right here, he's telling us, by love, serve one another. Now, he's not talking about love for each other right here. He's not even talking about your love for God. He's talking about God's love for you. If you ever get a picture of what I'm saying, a concept in your mind, mankind without God doesn't know how to love. That's why there's so many divorces, even in the church, because they've used their liberty about when they die, they're going to go to heaven. But they're using their liberty that they don't have to be condemned like the rest of the world. They're using it for an occasion to the flesh. Boy, shout me down. You don't have to. You get to choose your seed. A farmer doesn't, listen carefully, a farmer doesn't go out here, plow up the ground, and and you ask him, well, what are you going to plant? I don't know, I'm just going to throw seed out there. I have no idea. Farmer doesn't do that. Okay? A farmer knows in advance what kind of harvest he wants. So he chooses his seed up front. Hallelujah. This is liberating right here. He chooses his seed up front. When the ground is plowed and it's time to sow the seed before you ever see a harvest, he chose his outcome. And so, well, Pastor, listen, I'm telling you the devil's lied to us. And he's lied to us a lot of times at church. I love you. I'm provoking you. I know it. But I want to provoke you to love and good works. We can choose to love our neighbor as ourselves. Listen carefully. If you don't love your neighbor, you cannot love yourself. You can lust for yourself, but you can't love. Now, how do we get love for our neighbor? We have, to, we have to have the source of love. Are you following me? Now, I'm going to use this in a moment. It's kind of going to wake everybody up. Are you ready? All right, watch carefully. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one another. This I say, walk in the spirit. 
and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the lust of the flesh, uh, 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 this I say, walk in the spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do the things that you would. Notice this, you cannot do the things that you would, the things that you know's right. But, I love it when God butts in. But if you be led of the Spirit, spiritual seed, wisdom that comes from above, if you be led by the Spirit, you are not under law. Let's be specific about the law here that he's talking about. The law he's referring to is the law of sin and death. There is also a law of the spirit life in Christ Jesus that's made me free from the law of sin and death. Made me what? You've been called. You've been invited. You've been summoned by the Holy One, your creator, under liberty. I don't have to live like a scum bucket. Are you listening? Man, I'm gonna jump out there on top of that chair you're sitting on. We don't have to live like that. We don't have to live like beggars. Yield to the weak and beggarly elements of this world. We don't have to. Listen, if you made Jesus the Lord of your life, what should come out of your mouth, no matter who says it, what should come out of your mouth, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Don't you dare call me no sinner. That old man's dead. Don't you dig him back up. When you dig up things that have been dead for a while, it stinketh. Are you following me? The Holy Ghost had to bring me in the line just a few days ago. Ronnie, you're bringing up stuff that's dead. Shame, I mean, Romans chapter 6. Likewise, consider... Reckon yourselves indeed, indeed. The word indeed means doing. Indeed. Likewise, reckon yourselves indeed dead unto sin. Dead people don't sin. It's the live ones we got to worry about. Okay? Now, if you reckon yourself dead... That's why Paul said, I live by the faith of the Son of God. It's not me that's living, it's his influence in me that makes me live the kind of lifestyle I could not, could not on a human scale live it by myself. You're not without God. You're not without hope and you're not condemned to go around sinning every day. You got to choose the seed. <laughs> oh, some of y'all looking at me like I slapped you upside the head. Watch this. He talks about this right here, and then we go right in there. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. I don't want to spend a lot of time with these because we already know them. And it's all been in the church, by the way. 
adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. These have all shown up in the church because we chose the, right, the wrong seed. But, turn to your neighbor and say, I love it when God butts in. He's giving me a choice. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. There's no restriction. Freedom! Glory to God. And they that are Christ have crucified the fleshly seeds. I added that. With the affections and lusts, if you live in the Spirit, also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of fame glory, provoking one, or, one another and envying one another. And then he goes right into telling us in verse chapter 6, verse 7, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. If he sows to the flesh, he shall of the flesh reap corruption. But if he sows to the Spirit, he shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Let, watch this, this right here. Let us not, therefore, be weary in well-doing. Well, Brother Ronnie, all, you know, uh, how many of you have heard say, good guys come out last? They have not seen the last because they always triumph. So don't get weary in doing what's right. Glory to God. I'm a good guy. Through Christ Jesus, I'm a good guy. I'm choosing good seed. Through the wisdom that's from above. Glory to God. Watch carefully. It's going to get very interesting right here. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the uh, Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season, God doesn't lie, we shall reap if big two-letter word. In other words, it's conditioned based upon choosing the right seed. If we faint not. Now, as, and as we have therefore opportunity, and I want to, I want to study that just for, for a moment. As we have opportunity, or an occasion is another word that we used over here where he said, don't let your liberty be an occasion for the flesh. As we therefore have opportunity. Now let me give you a definition for opportunity. Opportunity is a set of circumstances that make it possible to do something. How many of you ever heard this? All things are possible with God. How many of you ever heard that? Possible does not mean it happens. You follow me? Possible means the potential is there. Now listen carefully. There's another verse that Jesus said, and all things are possible to him that believeth. In other words, if I believe what God says, choosing his seed, then what was not possible now has potential in my life. Are you, are you hearing that? 
The ground in the spiritual realm is your heart. God designed you to live out of your heart. Not out of your emotions. In fact, our emotions need to be reprogrammed by what's in our heart. God designed you to live after your heart. How many of you ever heard this? God looks at the He doesn't look at good intentions. He looks at the heart. Proverbs chapter 4 says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it, for out of your heart, the believing mechanism of mankind flow the wellsprings, in some translations, or the issues of life. Your heart sets your boundary. Now listen very carefully. Seed dominates the ground. Think about that for a moment. The seed tells the ground what's going to grow in it. I say that one more time. The seed tells the ground this is what you're going to grow. So if I get sloppy with my Christian experience and don't become diligent and let the Holy Ghost influence me to follow the good shepherd, then I will, I'm either going to sow to the flesh or I'm going to sow to the Spirit. But there's no such thing as not sowing. Let me give you, let me, let me help you to understand something. The best way to grow a good crop of weeds is to do nothing. Have you ever noticed they just grow? Well, I don't know how come. I mean, look, I don't know why it did that. You did nothing. Shout me down. Okay. Now, here's the good news. Let me back up here just a minute. No choice is a choice. We have been told you just never know what God's going to do. Yes, we do. We know exactly what God's going to do. He's going to keep his word. And he's going to do what Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 19 and 20 said. I set before you blessing and cursing, life and death, therefore choose life that you may live and your children after you. I call heaven and earth to record this thing against you. So God's going to keep his word. If you choose death, God has to honor it. Because every seed bears fruit of its kind. That's what the world's... That's, uh, this is the... This is good news to the believer. Now, an unbeliever, this ain't good news. Because they have no choice. They only have one kind of wisdom to operate in. Only one. You and I get to uh, operate in the wisdom that comes from God to help us to choose the right kind of seed. Are you following me? Glory to God. You can have the fruit of the Spirit in your life while you're here on earth in the nasty now and now. You can have it. 
You can be happy when the world's going to hell. Seems like everything's falling around about you. You can be happy. You can, you can sow joy seeds and reap joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. You can have peace that surpasses understanding. It goes beyond anybody's ability to understand it. You can have it while the, all the world's in chaos. You can have it. And here's the thing about having it. You can sow it and in sowing it, you can help other people know they don't have to live in chaos. Glory to God. Woo! He said, Pastor Ronnie, are you sure about that? Yeah, I am, absolutely. God's not in doubt what he's going to do. We're in doubt what God's going to do. The reason why we're in doubt is we sow a bad seed and it starts coming up and then we think, well, I guess that's what God wanted. That's the will of God. Really? The word of God is the will of God. The will of God is the word of God. God doesn't say one thing and mean something else. Well, that went really good. Kind of sound like Pastor Ronnie, you're making me responsible. Now you're getting it. There's nothing wrong with being responsible. Do you know what responsibility is? It's the ability to respond. And God has given us the ability to respond to every situation in our life out of His wisdom. Versus having to be condemned to respond out of our flesh. All right, I'm going to, I'm going to be drawing it to a close. And I'll tell you when. I love y'all. As we therefore have opportunity to do good unto all, especially them who are of the household of faith. I want you to listen very carefully to this part. Every day presents opportunity. Every day. Before this day's out, you're going to have opportunity. You get to make a choice. You made a choice about being here. I commend you. You're on the right road. Stay on it. Don't step out of the church and get into the parking lot and forget your opportunity. How many of you, Zona and I used to do this. We don't do it anymore. We as much younger and ignorant. We come right out of having a great service, get into the parking lot, and sit in the parking lot and argue about where we're going to go eat. <laughs> don't look at me like that. You know I'm, I'm sitting in your car with you. Okay. <laughs> You have an opportunity right then. I said you have an opportunity right then. To love one another. With a godly love. Step in and let God bring wisdom. I've chosen places to go eat. And when we got there, it was either too crowded, closed, or the food was terrible. She's done the same thing, not as often. My point is, 
your flesh got in an argument about where you're going to go eat. That's a fleshly seed. You got into contention, and now you're sowing that contention. Then, you, then when it comes up as a harvest, it's going to come up on a bigger issue and probably in front of your kids. You follow what I'm saying? You don't even realize you're doing it. I didn't realize I was doing it. I went to church. I'm, 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 I've been raised in church. My dad was a pastor. I mean, I, I know all this stuff, right? Don't realize that I didn't seize the opportunity because I didn't know what an opportunity looked like. Many people have no idea. A good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Zirkel, made this statement one time when he was teaching here at Omega Church. Opportunity comes dressed in work clothes. And I thought about that for a minute. See, on the front side, opportunity doesn't look like an opportunity. Because we're used to seeing opportunity after it's been seized. Are y'all here? We look at an opportunity after someone's already turned it into a success. Opportunity on the front side doesn't look like an opportunity. That's why most people don't take opportunity. So in the parking lot, while we're arguing, I didn't seize that opportunity. I sowed sowed, uh, contention, and then later on, I wonder why me and Zona are aggravated with one another throughout the day. Oh, I'm telling you, Holy Ghost is nailing somebody. It grows up, two or three weeks later, we get in an argument about something else. And we, we, well, I just don't love you no more. I, we never said that. Uh, but you get to that point, you don't know how you got there. See, most people don't understand. Life is a series of choices. One choice leads to another choice. And you wind up down the road being at a destination you don't want to be at. And never know why, because it's a series of choices. Each choice is a seed. And you have to choose that seed. Now, I, I, I know that this is, you say, Pastor Ronnie, you're really bearing down on, I'm trying to help you to understand something. Nobody escapes what I'm talking about. You may not like that process, but nobody escapes it. You have to make a choice and might as well get God's wisdom and do what God is telling you from his word. Get that wisdom from above so you can choose a different seed and walk in your liberty instead of being confined to cronyism of fallen human nature. And by the way, there is no such thing as a white lie. There is such thing as keeping your mouth shut, but there's no such thing as a white lie. We fallen human nature has, has used those excuses again. So Pastor Ronnie, you're getting heavy. I'm hitting the person beside you. Now, the last thing I want to show, show you, I, I, I'm going to have to turn there. 
Last thing I want to show you. This is what came alive to me. Matthew chapter 13. In Matthew chapter 13, we see all various parables. This will be the last place we go. Various parables. One of them, one of the first ones, Jesus said, if you don't know the parable of the sower, then you're not going to understand anything I'm saying. Takes his disciples aside, explains to them what it is. That the sower sows seed. Okay? Then there's another parable, right after that, verse 24, and another parable he put forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven, notice what it is, the kingdom of heaven, is likened unto a man, like unto what? Which soweth good seed in his field. That's what you're doing today. Okay. But while men slept, who slept? Men slept. His enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. While men slept. That means they were not conscious and while they were not conscious and in their faculties they could not discern the occasion of the flesh. And the enemy used their flesh. He'll use my flesh, your flesh, all of our flesh. Because fallen human nature came in through Adam and Eve. Jesus came to deliver you. I say this many times. People came to deliver you from yourself. You are your worst enemy. That nature that's in us. That's why Jesus came. Thank God we don't have to have that. We can bury that old man. Glory to God. Stomp on his grave. Don't put a marker so you'll go back. You follow me? You do not have to be the sum total of what you have fought and what somebody else has said about you. How do we know that that seed we have received? If you've been grown up and somebody made fun of you, listen, for a long time people thought they used to make fun of me. Now, I know they're doing that of teasing. And it bothered me because I didn't take the seed. My mom was late in her, her, her childbearing years when, I, when, when she got pregnant with me. And the closest one to me was nearly eight years older than me. So I am the last of a long trail of eight children. And most of them were old enough to be my parents. And they all thought they were. <laughs> we didn't have modern technology that we do today. Okay? When it came to medical field. And for a while, mom, dad, the doctor thought I was a tumor. This is, this is true. 
And so after I was born, you know, that I've had people make fun of me, you know, making fun of me that, and I laugh it off. The reason why I laugh it off is because I don't believe it. I got news for you. I'm here. It's evident I'm not one. Some people still want to label me that way. Are y'all following what I'm saying? What I'm saying to you is what God is saying to you about you is just as so as what he said to, about Jesus. What he said about Jesus is true, and you'll agree with that. But then you go right along with religious heads that will make you not walk in the liberty where Jesus has set you free. And you believe it because you made a mistake or two. I don't know about you, but the other day, I've been having a, I have a little pond in the backyard where we had some uh, koi fish and a snake got in there, ate a couple of my fish, and I kept trying to get it, and I couldn't get it. And I was using the pellet gun, and my pellet gun was off. This went on for two months. Okay? And so I finally got smart. Got my 22 with rat shot. You ain't escaping this, buddy. All I needed was one. And he stuck his head out of there just about dark. If you didn't know where to look, you wouldn't see him. And I aimed right for his head. And he went, <laughs> But here's the thing about snakes that people don't know. Snakes take longer to die. Because of their metabolism, their, their you know, the way they are. So I wasn't going to dig in the dark to try to get that snake even after it's dead. Because there has been stories that snakes can bite you even after they're shot. So I went to bed that night thinking in the morning, I'm going to get that snake out. And I went out there to look where he was at and he was gone. I said, I know I hit him because he went... <laughs> So about two days went by, and I never saw him again. And there was all kinds of rocks and everything. And I thought, man, I, I, I just don't feel good about digging in those rocks. I was praying. How am I going to get that out? So I woke up about the third day. I love third days. I go out there, and I'm going to check the fish. And I went out there, and there was that snake floating on top of the water. Now, the reason why I'm telling you that is for a reason. The old man, fallen human nature, is like a snake. Jesus done hit him in the head. And he's wiggling, trying to get you to think he's alive. And if you will just keep following God and not be weary in well-doing, you will reap the benefits of the seed that you have chosen to, see, to sow in the name of Jesus. Stand up to your feet. Glory to God. How
Hallelujah. <laughs> Listen. God is equipping you. Are you listening? God's equipping you to have victory over your old self. You don't have to react and respond the way the world does. You can, you can respond the way Jesus would. And listen, they were petrified of him. Said that the, he said even the, the, the leaders of the world system, had they not known it, if they'd have known who he was, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You and I know who he is and what he's come to do to take his image, his life, his character, his nature, and live it through you. So don't go around saying, well, that's just the way I am. The way I am is not the way I'm going. I don't want to go the way I am. I know what I am does. I'm talking about Ronnie Allen, I am, not God. I know what he does. I don't want to go that way. I'm not going to go that way. But he says, if you sow to the flesh, you're going to do the things that you don't want to do. And the things you want to do, you never wind up doing. You can choose your seed. A farmer, by faith, plants a seed before the harvest ever comes. He sows that corn seed. He's expecting corn. So is that possible, Pastor Ronnie? I'm telling you it is. That's what God says. That ain't what your opinions of your friends say. God wants to bring you into what eye has not seen, ears not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But... He hath revealed to you those seed by His Spirit. Glory to God. Glory to God. We win. We're winning. We're not losing. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Father. We bless you today. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. You've broken open the sail, the prison door whereby we were confined. And you've invited us to come out into the glorious liberty that you paid for. Whereby we're not condemned any longer to live after the flesh. We can walk after the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Now, Lord, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you or anyone viewing by live stream that doesn't know you, I thank you, Father, that you drew them here by your Spirit. Lord, I thank you right now. I pray that they will choose Jesus the seed. Make you Lord of their lives and bring them into that liberty. Thank you, Jesus. Now, while you have, while you're internalizing this with your heads bowed and your eyes closed, not because I, I just don't want you to be distracted by anything.
That's why we're doing it. If you want to make Jesus the Lord of your life, where he can train you and develop you to live the kind of life that he paid for, and you've never done that, right now's the time to do it. I just want you to simply raise your hand and put it back down. That's all I want you to do. Glory to God. See that hand? See that hand? Thank you, Jesus. See that hand? Glory to God. Hallelujah. See that hand? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, this is what I want to get you to do. Jesus said, I'm not bringing you up here to the front. Jesus said this. He said, if you'll confess me before men, I'll confess you before my Father. But he said, if you won't confess me before men, I cannot confess you before my Father. So what we're going to do, you've believed in your heart or you wouldn't raise your hand. And the book of Romans tells us that if we believe with our heart and confess with our mouth his lordship, we would be saved. So I'm going to lead you in prayer where we open our mouths and we confess his lordship. We confess what we believe. We're all going to do it with you. Glory to God. Are you ready? Say this out loud. Jesus, today, on the 17th of September, 2023, I make a choice. I choose you. And I declare your lordship over my life. I turn my back on the world, the flesh, and the devil. I crown you Lord. Thank you Jesus for receiving me because I receive you. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Let's give the Lord a praise. Now this is very important. You raised your hand. I want you to go to one of the guest hosts in the lobby. And he's telling them, I made Jesus the Lord of my life today. They're going to give you a booklet. And that booklet gives you eight different steps of what to build on from here on out. You can't, you can't make that statement then go back to the way you were. You follow what I'm saying? And it gives you, it gives you those steps. And we'll, if, if, I want you to give them their contact information to you so they can just help you if you need questions answered, okay? But follow through with those steps. Glory to God. Glory to God. We're getting ready for water baptism. We're going to bury the old man. Woo! Hallelujah. We're going to walk in newness of life. Father, I thank you right now for every person here. Lord, if they need healing in their body right now, we speak healing. You are the healer. And you didn't confine that and say, if you're a certain age. You said, by your stripes, we are healed. And Lord, I thank you right now, through the merits of the cross, the power of the resurrection, and in the authority of the name of Jesus, we speak healing. We send the word of deliverance right now into their bodies. 
Father, we thank you that your virtue flows in and works a healing from the inside out. I thank you, Lord. We speak strength to the mind and the heart. And we thank you, Father, right now that your grace would surround us like a shield. Follow us wherever we go. We hear your voice and the voice of another we will not follow. Lord, you've given us your angels to watch over us, our families, our properties, and our goods. And then you've given us your name that's above every name, which we invoke right now and we declare in the mighty name of Jesus there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Now, Father, Father, fill us so full of your love that as we go into our everyday lives, every person we come in contact with, that your love would flow out of us and touch them with the gospel. We give you the praise and thanksgiving for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.